Let's pray. Father, tonight we thank you for your visitation. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your power. We thank you, God, for your ministration. We thank you. See, everyone that calls to you, you'll never cast out. And we thank you that you've made an appearance in our life and you've come to edify, to strengthen, to magnify, to lift up. You've come to equip, to resource. You've come, Lord God Almighty, to do what you do best, filling every empty area with your power, your blessing, your grace, your revival, your recovery, your healing. We receive it with joy. We thank you. And now we ask that you speak to our hearts words of life. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Glory to God. Uh, tonight, I want to speak to you about the doorway to revival, the doorway to breakthrough, the doorway to recovery, what it takes to walk through those doors where you and God are on the same page to bring about mighty breakthrough in your life, the doorway to revival and recovery. I want to chat with you about that. Uh, it's an amazing portion of scripture in 2 Kings chapter 18 where we have a king who took over the throne from a prior king. His name is King Hezekiah and he took over the throne from a former king uh, by the name of King Joash. Now his predecessor started off right, trusting in God, doing things God's way and then he veered off. And so there was all kinds of hardship that happened not only to his nation to himself and his his life and his throne was short-lived but King Hezekiah came in and said look I'm not going to be like my predecessor I'm not going to live and act and rule the way my predecessor lived because without God you're going to fail without God things are going to go bad and I'm going to do things to please God and the Bible says that not only his life but his reign was far more prosperous that God was with him and made him prosperous in all he did. So let's look at that portion of scripture. And I want to bring out of this uh, passage of scripture three truths to encourage your life. Second Kings 18, 1 to 7. It says, Hezekiah, son of Ahaz, began to rule over Judah in the third year of King Hoshiah's reign in Israel. He was 25 years old when he became king. He did what was pleasing in the Lord's sight, just as his ancestor David had done. He removed the pagan shrines, smashed the sacred pillars, and cut down the Asherah poles. He broke up the bronze serpent that Moses had made because the people of Israel had been offering sacrifices to it. Says Hezekiah trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel. There was no one like him among all the kings of Judah, either before or after him. Hear this. He remained faithful to the Lord in everything, and he what? Carefully obeyed all the commandments the Lord had given Moses. So well, what happened? So the Lord was with him. And Hezekiah was successful in everything he did. How many of you want this? How many of you want this to be your epic? How many of you want, want this to be the rest of life? God's presence towering over you that you have the capacity, the resource, the anointing to be successful in not just a few things, but everything you do. And I want to talk to you, my brother, my sister, about the doorway, the entrance, the gateway to revival and recovery. You know, his predecessor didn't do it right. And you don't have to look around. All around us, there are people who are not living right for God. 
And it's so easy to want to fit in. It's so easy to want to be accepted. It's so easy to, to want to have the approval of people by being like them. But you see, this young guy, only 25 years old, when he was made a king, he says, no, I'm not going to be like the, the, my, my ancestors. I'm not going to be like my predecessors. I am going to do what pleases the Lord. I'm going to do what pleases the Lord. And the end result of that, it says the Lord was with him. And what happened? That what, what he was successful in everything he did. And we asked ourselves, what went right in his life? Because God is not trying to hide from us. His truths has been made meant to us. He's given us the capacity. He's given us the wisdom in his word to know the way and the truth and the life. And he says, this is the way, walk right in. There's nothing hidden. This is the, you, know, you don't have to jump through hoops to find out the way of the Lord to be blessed by God. He did what was right with God. God was with him, and therefore he was successful in everything he did. And my brother, my sister, three things that Hezekiah did, King Hezekiah did, that when you and I follow, there are basic truths that you know that today I want to encourage you to keep doing that. And if you've forgotten about it, if you've gotten confused about it, if, if the environment, the culture, the era, the season that we are in has caused you to marginalize and trade up these truths, these foundational truths, I encourage you to get back to them because that is the only way. That is the only way that you will be successful in everything you do with God marshalling your life. And so the first is this, that revival and recovery requires a turnaround. Wherever you are, say that with me. Revival and recovery requires a turnaround. You say, what is a turnaround? A turnaround is a change of course. A turnaround is when you are going in the wrong direction. You say, no, 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 no. I made a wrong turn. I'm going the wrong way. It won't get me to my destination. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stop and turn around. I'm going to stop and turn around. It's like when you have your GPS on and you've plugged in your destination and you make a wrong turn and the GPS is saying, make a left, turn around, turn around, and it will keep buzzing, it will keep buzzing, it will keep speaking to you until you turn around. And that's what a turnaround is. That you're doing something that God cannot bless and a breakthrough will not come out of it. And for revival and recovery to happen, there's got to be a cessation of what you are doing that is not right. And then a turning around to what God will bless for you to receive recovery and a revival and breakthrough in your life. And this is an amazing portion of scripture that I want you to lock in your heart that God tells us. Acts 3.19, it cannot be any clearer. And God is saying, repent. The word repent means turn around. Turn from your way and turn to God. Because where you are going, God's not going to bless. God will not bless your path, your choices. He will bless what he has chosen to bless. And he says, repent then and do what? Turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. And I love this part, that what? Times of refreshing may come from the Lord. You say, Pastor Mike, I want times of refreshing to come from the Lord. So what should you do? Well, repent and turn to God. 
Get off the, 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 the highway of nowhere and get on a narrow road that leads to life that only a few are on it. And God says, when you do that, I will wipe away your sins. I will wipe away your wrongs, your mistakes. I will wipe away everything that is working against you. And I will then usher into your life what? Times of refreshing, a season of newness. Something new will happen to you that doesn't happen happen before will come from God. How? When you what? Turn around. You repent and you turn to God. And that is exactly what King Hezekiah did. His predecessor, King Joash, had failed to tear down the idol temples. He wasn't willing to make the effort to confront those strongholds that were causing sin and idolatry and brokenness and sickness and was inviting the, the enemy f- f- from harassing his life and the life of his nation. He wasn't, re- he wasn't willing to confront it. He wasn't willing to bring about a change for himself and his nation. And so as a result of that, the consequences, the momentum and the blessing of God that he had promised for his people. He says, Abraham, you and your descendants are blessed and you're going to be numerous, you're going to be prosperous. Well, because of his actions, because of the choice that he made, because he turned his back on God, because he and his nation were following adultery in a way of wickedness and sinfulness, God held back revival and breakthrough and healing and recovery. And look at what the Bible says. This is his predecessor. I mean, 2 Kings 12, 3. It says, King Joash, his predecessor, did not destroy the pagan shrines, and the people still offered sacrifices and burned incense there. Rather than worshiping God and following the commandments of God and doing what's right in the house of the Lord, the king himself did not take charge and say, we need to turn around. We got to dismantle all this stuff and serve, worship the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of our ancestors, the I am that I am, the one who showed up, who brought us, oh God, from Egypt into this land of plenty. This is who we're going to serve. But he allowed the people to offer sacrifices and worship and build up pagan temples. God said, because of that, it's not going to happen. And when Hezekiah came on the throne, he says, I'm not going to follow this foolishness. Even though I'm young, only 25 years old. And these are all the people around who are older than me, my ancestors, my family members. Those who have been around, my elders, are all of them worshiping on this altar, a pagan altar, offering sacrifice. Pagan, but no more, no more, no more, no more, no more. And he didn't just take a stand for himself and his family and household. He took a stand for his own nation. And so look at what he did in verse 4. Look at what he did. He says, Hezekiah, hear this. What? He removed the pagan shrines. He smashed the sacred pillars. He cut down the Asherah poles. He broke up the bronze serpent that Moses had made because the people of Israel had been offering sacrifices to it. They had turned these things into idols. They had turned these things into pagan worship. 
rather than worship the Lord, he says he moved them and he smashed them into pieces. He went into the temple, the pagan temples, and tore everything down, bulldozed everything down, smashed it all into pieces. We're not going to have this anymore. We're not going to have this. This lifestyle is going to change. This pagan worship is going to change. Living after the culture of our day is not going to happen. It hasn't worked for us. It has brought diseases, hardships, problems, curses. It's not going to happen anymore. And I'm going to eliminate it. There's going to be a turnaround in my regime. Turnaround in my life. And I'm going to seek God. And this whole nation will return to a worship of the one through God. Revival and recovery and breakthrough comes. Comes when there's a turnaround unto God. God says I will not pour new wine in old wineskins. I'm not going to sew a new piece of cloth onto an old cloth. And it doesn't matter who's telling you or who's, who's telling you that. This is the way of the Lord. God is holy. He's righteous. And he will bless his people who are diligently seeking after him in righteousness and purity of heart. He has shown you who he is. Follow him in righteousness, in holiness, in purity. Glory to God. And you too will have God with you. Then everything you do like King Hezekiah will be successful. Look at what the Apostle Paul tells us. He says you can't mingle, you can mingle this stuff. You can have one foot in, one foot out. You can say everybody's doing this, nobody's watching. This is what my family members want me to do. This is what my friends want me to do. In this choice, in this decision, this is the way we're going to do it because this is what's acceptable. It will lock your breakthrough. Look at what the Apostle Paul, inspired by the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 10, 21 and 22. He says, you cannot drink from the cup at the Lord's table and at Satan's table too. You can do this for God and go ahead and do other things also. I don't care where it came from. It didn't work for your ancestors. It's not working in this culture. It's only the way of the Lord that's going to work. You cannot eat bread both at the Lord's table and then at Satan's table. What? Are you tempting the Lord to be angry with you? Are you stronger than he is? And Paul is saying, hey, you got to get it right. You got to make up your mind. There's no middle ground. You are the servant God, obeying God, trusting in God, following God, or you are following the way of the enemy who is your harasser, who is, oh God, your deceiver, your destroyer, who, glory to Almighty God. And you got to choose where you want to go. You can be both. You can stick with God today and tomorrow. Open the doors wide for the enemy to come in and ransack you. You got to choose who you're going to serve. Revival and recovery requires a turnaround. And tonight, God has sent me to encourage you to make a decision for God this year. While as a church body, we are going through fasting and commitment with God. Oh, my brother, my sister, be determined that in this stage of my life, I don't want to go back to the way things used to be. I don't want to go back to the church. I want to go back to the way my ancestors, my friends, my family members who are not, not of the Lord, not living according to the way of God. I'm not going to do this stuff, but I'm going to stand out like the light. And God's going to bless you. Look at what God tells us in 2 Corinthians seven fourteen. He says, you got to make a choice. If my people, 
You can choose not to be God's people. You can choose to just go your own way, and you know what the end result will be. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray and seek my face, and hear the word, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin, and do what? I will heal their land. Heal their family, heal their finances, heal their generation, heal, heal their health, heal them, heal them, heal them, heal them. I will bring about healing and recovery and revival and breakthrough in their life. If they will, if they will humble themselves, says, oh, it's not going to work. I'm not going to do it my way or the highway. I'm not going to act like Adam says, I'm doing you, I'm doing me. You do me, I do you. Who brought you here, my brother, my sister? God. Let God be in control of your life. And what's going to happen, my brother and my sister, says, God, if you turn to God, he will hear from you. He will forgive your waywardness and your sin and all the mistakes that you and I have made. And God will what? He will bring healing, revival, and recovery unto you. No, my brother and my sister, all through the pages of the Bible, when people have turned from their ways and turned to God, it'll break through. There's no sugar coating it. There's no other way but a life of dedicated commitment to living for the things of God. Turning from your past, turning from your sin, turning from the way of this world and turning to God. And this is how breakthrough revival happens. Listen to what Jesus told the woman who was caught fornicating. They brought him. They wanted to stone him to death. Jesus showed mercy and compassion. Hear the words of Jesus. John 8, 10 to 11. It says, Jesus straightened up. Yeah, Jesus wrote on the ground. He says, anyone who doesn't have any sin, you go ahead and cast the first stone. And everybody walked away. And Jesus said, woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? No one says, she said. Then neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Say that with me. What did Jesus declare? Go now and live your life of sin. Go now and say, sin, you fooled me once, fool you twice. I nearly would have died. I would have been ashamed for the rest of my life. These people who are my neighbors, my friends, these people who come from the same town, the whole, same city I come, they were ready to stone me to death. Literally stone me to death, but God, you have set me free. And God said, you see, you see, you see, you see what will happen to you when you turn your back on God. Here are the consequences you're going to have. Now here's what you need to do to live a life of recovery, live a life of breakthrough, live a life of, 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 of newness. Go now and what? Live your life of sin. This is coming from the mouth of the Savior. And it speaks to I and you. I'm not perfect. No one is perfect. But God, God rings in our heart on this day that we ought to turn our back on every wickedness, every sin, everything that doesn't honor God, everything that God says is abhorrent to me. You, God, will knock it out of your life. Because God is saying, I'm not going to bless it. You're going to have the consequences. People want to stone you and cut you off and lie on you and harm you and hurt you. This is the way you can live the life of recovery. Go now and live a life of sin. You remember the guy who was sick for 38 years, lame. Lame. Jesus came in and said, your sins are forgiven. Pick up your mat and walk. 38 years, never walked before. Imagine. 
what his nerves and his bones and his flesh and everything in his internal organs look like. I mean, 38 years crippled, and instantly he picks up his mat, he's walking, he's so excited. Uh, leaves the pool of Bethesda, he's in the temple dancing and praising God, and Jesus, look at what Jesus tells him in John 5, 14. Says, Afterward, Jesus found him. The lame man, sick of 38 years, who has been healed, he found him in the temple. He's in the right place, he's in the temple. Right, he's in the temple. But Jesus had to tell him something, had to unveil the truth to him. And Jesus told him, now you are well. So stop sinning. Or what? Something even worse may happen to you. If I told you this, you're going to say, what? Pastor Mike said this to you. Who is he? But God speaks to us. He says, turn around. Turn around or something worse will happen to you. Turn around or it's not going to work out right. Turn around. Turn around. You're going in the wrong direction. This is a do not enter zone. The sign right there says, danger, 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 danger. This is a dead end road. You're not going to get to a decision. Turn around. Stop sinning. Stop living the way of this world. Stop gratifying the flesh. Stop living to please people. That is not in line with my will or else something, something even worse may happen to you revival recovery breakthrough happens in the context of a turnaround yes the river sweeps through with blessing and Hezekiah's reign demonstrates that even the enemies of God the enemies of God cannot overcome cannot overcome a choice to follow God institutional waywardness, institutional wickedness, what has happened from generation to generation, family after family, people after place, you can make a decision to say, I'm going to turn around today. And this is what this young ruler, 25 years old, did. What had been happening all the time, all the shrines, all the temples, all the worship of false gods, all the choices and the lifestyles of people in this generation. This guy comes right in without any meeting, not taking a poll as to who likes it or who hates it. He says, this is what we're going to do because God says it. God says it. I'm not looking for your approval. This is the, what I'm going to live my life. And as I can, everyone will worship the one through God. Temple be gone. Temple be gone. The satanic temples, oh, idolic worship, everything, all the sacrifices, all these festivals. No more, no more, no more. I'm going to smash these buildings. Blessing will flow. Blessing will flow when you begin to stand up the name of the Lord. When you begin to lift up the name of higher in your marriage, in your life, over your family, over your body. When you begin to exalt the name of the Lord, blessing will flow. What hasn't happened will happen. Where the heavens have been locked up, it will be open unto you. Glory to God. The Lord was with him because he made a decision and he acted upon that to turn around. So he was successful in everything he did. There's a second thing that Hezekiah did that pleased God. He says God was so pleased with him. I brought about a revival, breakthrough, and revival. It's just he had a complete trust in God. The truth, my brother, my sister, is revival and recovery and breakthrough requires a total trust in God. A total trust in God. 
You got to trust God with your health. You got to trust God with your finances. You got to totally trust God with your job. You got to trust God totally with your marriage. You got to trust God with your children. You got to totally trust God with your future. You got to totally trust God with your life. Revival and recovery demands, requires a total trust in God. And this is what this 25-year-old king did. Look at verse 5 of 2 Kings 18. Verse 5, this what Hezekiah did what? Trusted in the Lord, the God of Israel. There was no one like him among all the kings of Judah, either before or after his time. What? What? I mean, his commitment, his dedication, his... His faithfulness to God was so pronounced that no one before or after him displayed, demonstrated this love of God, this commitment of God. No wonder the Bible tells us that God was pleased with him and he was with him and he was successful in everything he did. Why? Because he had an uncommon commitment to God, totally trusting God. Through and through. And that is what you and I ought to do for the rest of your life. If you want to see breakthrough come your way. You got to resign and resolve to a life of total dependence and trust on almighty God. This fella here. Followed after his... Forefather David. <laughs> Sometimes you, you have people around you who are serving God. You're not alone. You're not alone. But sometimes you got to look beyond your inner circle. Sometimes you got to look beyond and find it. But there's always somebody either in your, in, around you who's serving God that you can say, oh, look at this person. I want to be like them. I'm sure he looked back at his life and saw his forefather David and said, hey, I want to be like David also. He set a good example, and so I'm going to follow the example. Look at what David said in Psalm 20, verse 7 to 8. David said, some trust in chariots and some trust in horses. You can take chariots and horses. Some are trusting in their job, their beauty, their clothes, their age, their background, their education. Some are trusting in their family, their spouse, their kids. Some are trusting... In their status, some are trusting in their agenda, some are trusting in their prestige, in their resume, some are trusting in their job. It says, it says what? But we trust in who? The name of the Lord our God. They are brought to their knees and fall, but we rise up and stand up. Those who are trusting in chariots, those who are trusting in horses, those who are dependent on the economy, to those who are looking to their tradition, their background, those who are looking to their, their neighbor, those who are looking to society, those who are living life according to the way of this world. It says what? Without God, they are brought down to their knees and they fall. But we who trust in the name of the Lord, when we fall, we rise up and we stand firm. You got to determine, you got to resolve. Your number one resolution in 2022 is that I'm not going to turn my back on God. I'm going to be serious with God. I want to be like Hezekiah. Hezekiah. I want to trust God so much. My brother, my sister, oh, glory to God. If they are looking for people to charge them, to charge them guilty of, of trusting in God, are you going to be one of those? Is somebody at the job going to be shocked to find out that you are a Christian? 
Because your lifestyle, your choices, your vocabulary doesn't, doesn't, doesn't really, you are an undercover Christian. And this is not what this fellow was. You say, why did God bless everything he did? Why was God with him? Why was God pleased with him? He trusted the Lord so much so that there was no one like him among all the kings of Judah. Never anybody that sat on this throne that was discommitted, that was dedicated, that was sold out for God, that spoke, lived, acted, practiced the way of the Lord, the commandments of God. Oh, glory to God was his book. His life was an open book. You, God was alive. God was alive. If you are looking for somebody to follow, be like be like Hezekiah. Somebody tonight hearing my voice. If you're looking for an example, a Roman, quit, quit looking for people. Don't envy the life of people who are not living for God. Do not envy, do not envy. Do not try to be like them. You say, I want to be like brother so-and-so, sister so-and-so, uncle so-and-so, doctor so-and-so, this person, that person, that person, that person. People who are not living for God, don't make them your idols. As for me, I want to be like Hezekiah, who is trusting in the Lord so deeply, so strongly, so mightily, that there will be no one. Oh, my goodness. And my brother, my sister, when the author of the biblical record, after he was dead and gone, after his life had ended, they, they, this was written after his ended because they said no one after him. When they looked at his life, examined his life, said, you know, this fellow, this 25-year-old, who has installed the king here? There's no one, no one before him. And we haven't seen anyone. All the people who came before him and all the people who came after him. Oh, man, he's unique. He's sold out for God. He's really, 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 really onto something. And my brother and my sister, what I'm sharing with you is not, it goes beyond trusting God as your Lord and Savior for salvation's sake. That will take you to heaven. What I'm telling you is, is trusting God in the here and now, trusting God. In the day-to-day -day experiences of life, trust in God. Today, trust in God in your finances. Trust in God in your parenting. Trust in God in your marriage. Trust in God on the job. Trust in God. And when you're making those cho everyday choices, driving in the, every day, as you come, the ebb and flow of life that God has seen, what will Jesus want me to do? What does the word of God want me to do? What will bring pleasure to Almighty God? This is what we're talking about. The Bible calls that sanctification. You are sanctified. You are sanctified from the rest. You are separate from the rest of the world. And it says, when you do that, God, oh, my Lord, be pleased with you. And like Hezekiah, God will be with you and give you success in everything you do. Here's what Dr. G. Campbell Morgan said. He said about believers who are reluctant to commit themselves wholeheartedly to Christ. He says, when our convictions are yielded to Christ completely, Christ is able to give himself to us in all his fullness. Until that is so, God cannot trust us. How true is it that we often miss the joy and the strength of our Christianity because by withholding ourselves from Christ, we make it impossible for him to give himself to us in all the fullness of his grace and truth. God will not force himself on you or I. He says, I stand at the door of your heart and knock. Right now, he's knocking it. 
And God is using my voice right now to knock on the door of your heart and says, trust me, trust me. Number one, he says, get rid of all the activities, all the behaviors, all the actions, all the lifestyles. Turn around. You're going through, you're going through a one-way lane in the other direction. It's not going to get you to a turn around. Number two says, trust me wholeheartedly. God says this on this note. I love this portion of scripture. Oh, look at Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. How do we trust God? It's trusting the Lord how? With all your heart. With all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. Don't follow common sense. When God says something that you don't feel like doing it, throw your feelings away and go the way of God. God is always right. God is always right. God tells you to do something that others are not doing it. This is not a popularity context. This is not a poll to say what percentage of people are taking this choice. Don't lean on your own understanding. Because there's a way that seems right for a person. But the end will lead you to a ditch. Trust God with all your heart. And in many cases, when God says do this and you don't feel like it, do it not because you feel like or don't feel like it. Do it because God says so. Lean not on your own understanding. And he asked this, in all your ways, not just some ways, in your parenting, in your marriage, in your finances, in your job life, in your community, in your church life, in your, in your health, every area of your life, in all your ways, do what? Submit to God. Surrender to God. And he will make your path straight. Trust God wholeheartedly. And God is calling us today using the example of Hezekiah. He says, become like Hezekiah. Trust me wholeheartedly. Follow me diligently. Commit to me with all your heart. Oh, God. Use people like Hezekiah. Use people like David. Use people like Abraham. Use people like Joseph. Use people. Like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, look, use, use role models that God has put before us, like the apostles who, who forsook it all and trusted God. And he says, when you do that with all your heart, he says, I will make your path straight. Well, there's one final thing that King Hezekiah did. What he did please the Lord. How did he, what was his actions, his choices, his behavior, the lifestyle that pleases the Lord, that God was with him and made him successful at everything he did. Guess what? A turnaround, breakthrough, revival comes when we turn around from our ways and turn to God. Number two, it comes when we have a total dependence on Almighty God. It's a third thing. Then. The revival and recovery requires what? Tenacity. You don't just do it one time. You don't do it one week. You just do it during this 21. But for the rest of your life, you commit to stick with God and to be faithful with God and to run strong to the finish so you have a well-lived life. Well-lived life. Look at what Hezekiah did in our text. St. Kings is 18, 6 and 7. He says what? Hezekiah did what? Remained faithful to the Lord in what? Everything. One more time. He remained faithful to the Lord in everything. And he what? Carefully obeyed the commandments the Lord had given Moses. So the Lord was with him. And Hezekiah was what? Successful in everything he did. Can it be any clearer? What's the recipe? What's the secret sauce? 
What's the formula? What is the playbook to be successful in life, to be blessed by God, to come from nowhere to somewhere, to receive breakthrough, recovery, and healing in your life, so the rest of your life is far more better than the former? It is this. It is this, that you remain faithful to the Lord in everything, and you carefully obey all, not some, the commands of the Lord. You do it God's way, not your way. You do it God's way. You resign and you resolve and you dedicate and you commit that I'm going to follow God, no turning back. Whether people like it or don't like it. They don't pay your bills. They're not the one who's going to bless you. So why are you trying to live for them? Why in the world are you trying to live the way of this world? To please who? To please who? He remained faithful to the Lord. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't come in an era where people were serving God. He wasn't in glory to Almighty God. His administration was not one that was serving God when he showed up for the sin man. says, no, that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to set the tone in, in this house, in this family, in this generation, in this season of my life. I will remain faithful to the Lord in everything. I will carefully obey all, every single commandment of the Lord. And does it mean that you, you will not fail some but when you fall, you get up. When you make a mistake, you turn back around. Glory to Almighty God. As humans, there will be seasons of your life where you're going to drop the ball. When you drop the ball, you don't stay dropping the ball. You don't dig your heels in. You don't say, it is what it is. Everybody's doing this. I've done it before, so I'll keep doing it. No. You pick yourself up from the rut. Pick yourself up from your failure, from your sin, from your mistake. And says, I'm coming back. I'm coming back to the Lord. You remain faithful, committed, compliant, engaged to God. Now and for the rest of your life. Then God will be pleased with you. He will be with you and everything you do. Glory to Almighty God. You'll be successful. You stick with God. Stick. Glory to Almighty God. You do it. You stick with Almighty God. The closer you get to God, transformational life change will happen to you. The closer you get to the light, the light shines on you. The closer you get to God, the further away you get from the, the attacks of the enemy. The enemy cannot mess up your life that much because you are closer to the flame of the Holy Spirit. And that's where God wants us to be. Oh, my brother, my sister, I've seen time and time again people who are harassed, tormented, disillusioned. It seems like they're going further in their life by their own strength. I've seen them all of a sudden fall, and how deep is their fall because they didn't have any foundation, any roots. To stand on. They were just going on their own flame. And human willpower flops, decreases. The day that we wait upon the Lord, the Bible says, He will renew our strength. We'll have stamina to press forward and keep going even when the going is tough. And you today become like Hezekiah. Revival and recovery requires a turnaround. Somebody today, turn around, turn around, turn around, turn around. Don't stay where you are. It won't get you anywhere. Turn around. Come home to God. Come home to his grace. Come home to his blessing. Come home to his forgiveness. Come home to his mercy. Come home to his acceptance. Revival, recovery requires a turnaround. Revival and recovery requires complete trust in God. Give it all up for God. Don't lean on your own understanding. Don't trust in all your ways. You've been doing that long enough. How's that gotten you? 
Spend every day going into the word of God. And when, you, when God tells you to do something, do it. When God tells you not to do something, don't do it. When God exposes an area of your life that is a way of destruction, when you see somebody's life that doesn't end right. Like today we read, the woman that God says, go and sin no more. Take that in and says, man, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like this fella who was sick for 38 years and was healed. God says, go, do, don't sin anymore. Something worse will happen. Man, I should stop doing this. When, when you see somebody doing something right like Hezekiah, who is uh, turning around in his life and trusting in God with all his life and, and being tenacious, being committed, being dedicated, being faithful, says, God, help me to be faithful like Hezekiah. Glory to God. You stay committed and dedicated to Almighty God. You trust God wholeheartedly, publicly, publicly, diligently. Wear that, wear that as a cloak. Wear that glory to Almighty God. And be a proud follower of God. Be a Christ follower. Glory to God. Flaming, 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 flaming. That your friends, your neighbors, your co-workers, your family members, everyone will know that you are a child of the Most High God. And finally, oh, like Hezekiah, run strong to the finish. Never, ever give up on God. But God will not give up on you. Oh, somebody tonight, wherever you are, I encourage you to give your heart to God and put these principles to heart. Tell God, I'm turning around to you. I'm turning around to you. Turn around for my ways. Turn around. Oh, from my, like it, from my, look, my lukewarm attitude towards you. And I'm coming home. And tell God that you are ready to make those radical decisions. Send bye-bye. Anything that is in your life, any activity, any behavior, any choice, any plan, any action that today you are involved in that is not of God today, make a, make a decision. Says God, I'm getting rid of it. Getting rid of it. I don't want to leave this service. I don't want the sun to shine tomorrow. Me living in sun. Me living in the way of my life that God cannot bless. Like Hezekiah, I'm going to smash those, those idol temples. I'm going to destroy those strongholds that are holding back my breakthrough. I'm going to destroy those, those uh, contaminated those areas that have contaminated my life. I'm no, no more, no more, no more. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be with God, worship God, serve God, and then mess with the enemy. I suppose, why do you come to the table of the Lord? Why do you stick with God and then go mess with the devil all at the same time? Why? Why? You make that decision today wherever you are to say, God, I'm coming home to you wholeheartedly. And then you make that decision wherever you are that says, God, I want to trust you. I want to commit to you. I want to be a flaming, a flaming soldier of God, a flaming child of God, no turning back. Oh, let them lie at me. Let them gossip at me. They will see my breakthrough. They will see my blessing. They will see my recovery. They will see my comeback. They will see, oh God, that you are with me, making me successful in all I do, just as you did, Hezekiah. And finally, what do you tell God? That God, I want to run strong till the finish. So give me the stamina to not give up, not give in. Let me pray with you and for you. Father, tonight, the people have heard your word so direct so foundational it works for everybody without any disqualification no one is disqualified from the blessing of repentance and so today Lord God as hearts are reaching out to you we want 
I pray that you move upon lives, Lord God. You send forth a visitation upon your people to cause breakthrough in their lives. Oh, somebody is coming home to you. And I pray that you welcome them. You welcome them into your presence and you will strike every condemnation, every guilt, every shame that will cause them to stay down. You take it away from them, Lord God, and you give them the joy, the joy to run into your loving arms, Lord God Almighty. And you empower them, break the curse of sin, Lord God, my Lord, behavioral attitudes that they cannot change themselves, Lord God, empower them to break it off and start a brand new life. Beginning tonight, beginning right now. Oh, my, my Lord, wherever this message is being heard, I pray, oh God, my Lord, your redemption, your revival, your recovery, your breakthrough happen right now. Tear down addictions, Lord God Almighty. Tear down, Lord God Almighty, every destructive behaviors that are holding your people back and set them free in the name of Jesus. But I pray, oh God, that you revive a heart to love you, to trust you, to obey you, and to run strong to the finish. Bless your people today, Lord God Almighty spiritually oh god my lord take them high make them spiritual giants to stand against the onslaught of the enemy make them spiritual giants lord god to resist temptation and to say yes to your will yes to your will god that you will be delighted in the life of your people and then like hezekiah you bless them in everything they do thank you lord tonight bless your people oh god my lord as we've come to commit to you to commit to you lord. We love you and we praise you, mighty King. In Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Oh, my brother, my sister, you cannot leave this service without giving your heart to Christ. Everything that has been talked about, amen, is dependent on a relationship, a saving relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Why do you want to wait? He died for you. He paid the price. He's opened the floodgates uh, of eternal life. He's offered his blood to forgive all your sins. All you have to do is receive his gift of forgiveness and a new life. Come to Christ wherever you are. Open your heart to him. I want to pray a very simple prayer with you. The words will not matter much, but it is your faith, your acceptance attached to it that will make you today a brand new child of God and will set your life up uh, into a place of recovery, renewal, and mighty breakthrough. God has big plans for your life that only with him... Only you with him can bring it to pass. Don't step away from God. Run into his arms by receiving him as your Lord and Savior. Pray this prayer with me, my brother, my sister, wherever you are. Wherever you are. Jesus, I thank you for paying the price for my sin and setting me free. I'm sorry for all the wrongs that I've done in my life. Today, I plead your blood to forgive me of all my sins and to set me free. You died on a cross that whosoever believes in you will have eternal life. Tonight, I declare that Jesus, I believe you as my Lord and my Savior. And I receive you in my heart to be my Lord. Take control over my life and you use me to accomplish what you created me for. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you for your precious blood that you set for me. This is my life. Take it. And from here on, teach me your ways. Help me to trust you and to obey you. 
on the day that my life is ended here on earth. Jesus, in heaven where you are, is where I want to be. Come and take me to be with you forever. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Amen.